things we are forced to name. Chapter 14 Love It wasn't until the following Wednesday that Crowley felt like his head had finally rejoined the rest of his body and he was no longer just vaguely floating through the days, brain foggy with the bliss of getting back together with Aziraphale. They couldn't pretend nothing had happened, it had been too long for that, but they settled back together so easily, and Crowley was reminded how good it felt to be around the blonde, how it made everything else seem more right when they were together. And good thing, too, because that Wednesday, Aziraphale was a nervous wreck, fidgeting enough that it gave pause to even Crowley. What's got you all bent out of shape, then? They were sitting cross-legged on the ground in their usual spot, sandwiched between the edge of school property and the far soccer fields, Crowley leaning back against the low cement wall, Aziraphale's back to the shed that mostly hid them from view. Oh, it's nothing, nothing! Crowley raised an eyebrow above his sunglasses in clear disbelief. Aziraphale sighed. It's acceptance day today. Everyone is getting their letters and I'm supposed to hear back from Brown today and I just really want to get in there. And I can't stop thinking about it because I know that as soon as I get home the letter will be waiting for me and my whole family is going to ask me about it and I have no idea what I'll do if I don't get in. I don't want to go to Yale, but their letter arrived yesterday and... What, gee, slow down, Angel. I can't. This is my whole future on the line here. All right. I think that might be just a little bit of an exaggeration, Aziraphale. Well, I'm still freaking out. All right, okay. Let's just take a deep breath and maybe calm down a little, huh? I can't. He ripped up a handful of grass and then frowned down at his green-stuffed fist. After a moment, he released the handful and wiped his palms on his pants, nervous energy still rolling off of him in waves. Well, do you want me to, uh, I don't know, be there? Crowley offered, unsure what other comforts he could offer to the blonde. I can come over, if you want, he shrugged. Oh, Crowley, would you? Aziraphale reached out a hand to rest on Crowley's knee, squeezing softly and offering up those big blue puppy dog eyes that he knew Crowley could never resist. Yeah, sure, Angel, it's no problem. Aziraphale smiled at him in that soft fucking way he had, the way that made Crowley's knees go weak and filled his head with a thundering pulse of his heart, his whole body practically shouting at the blonde, I love you, I love you, I love you. Aziraphale shifted over so he was sitting next to Crowley instead of across from him. He leaned against him, nudging his arm with a shoulder and leaning over to press a kiss to his cheek. Thank you. Crowley could feel the blush rising to his cheeks, staining them a bright, embarrassing pink. Don't mention it. They drove, or, well, Crowley drove, his motorcycle to Aziraphale's house once school let out, Aziraphale once again nearly vibrating with nerves. As they walked up past the gate that encircled Aziraphale's front yard, the blonde reached a hand back towards Crowley and twined their fingers together. 
It seemed Aziraphale had completely given up on hiding from his family, refused to even pretend they weren't together, and the past few days had come with a dizzying influx of physical affection that Crowley was out of practice with. It was still overwhelming every time Aziraphale reached for him, or smiled softly at him, or leaned forward to kiss him. They went straight to his room, and on the floor just in front of his door there were two envelopes, both unopened, both addressed to Aziraphale. One was from Brown, the other from a school Crowley had never heard of. Aziraphale's fingers tightened around his upon seeing it. Aziraphale didn't even bother with the mystery letter, snatching up the one from Brown and pulling Crowley into his room in a rush. He only waited until the door had clicked shut behind them before dropping Crowley's hand and eagerly tearing at the envelope. Crowley watched silently as Aziraphale's eyes scanned the trifolded paper, palms sweating in sympathy and a strange, nervous feeling twisted through him that he wasn't sure what to do with. After a few seconds of agonizing silence, Crowley couldn't help but ask, Well? Aziraphale threw his arms around Crowley and pulled him into a crushingly tight hug. Did you get in or not? Crowley would have chided him for his own impatience, but Aziraphale's reaction didn't actually tell him anything, and the longer the blonde held on to him, the more worried he got. Aziraphale? He pushed back slightly, trying to get a good look at Aziraphale's face, was nearly bowled over with the relief he felt when he saw the massive, shit-eating grin on the blonde's face. Yes, I got in! He let out an ecstatic laugh that made Crowley dizzy with affection, and he felt his face stretch into a matching grin of sympathetic joy. Hell yeah, you're going to Brown. Damn, I'm actually really happy for you. And he was. It was just that now Aziraphale leaving was suddenly real, and it was going to happen soon, and Crowley suddenly felt as though his insides were being wrung out. What the fuck was he supposed to do when Aziraphale left? He couldn't stand to live in this shitty town without that familiar fluff of blonde hair, that incredibly expressive soft face. He'd die of loneliness if Aziraphale left him. Oh, I'm just... I don't know what to do. I'm so excited. Aziraphale was pink-cheeked and looked about ready to burst with happiness. Crowley shook himself out of his maudlin worrying. He'd have time to dwell on Aziraphale's somewhat imminent departure later. He'd have time to be pathetic and selfish and sad, but right now this was about Aziraphale, and Crowley would be happy for him. He would. I think this is cause for celebration, don't you? Crowley put on his best mischievous grin, waggled his eyebrows suggestively. Aziraphale leaned close again until his nose nearly brushed Crowley's. Oh? Did you have something in mind? Might do, yeah. He leaned in for a kiss, and Aziraphale dropped the acceptance letter to throw both arms around his neck. Crowley had a problem. That problem was his absolute inability to fucking talk about himself, to admit out loud that he loved Aziraphale so much he thought it would kill him sometimes. He'd never even said it aloud to himself, had only ever acknowledged the feeling in his own head, afraid that giving voice to it would be too much, would give it impossibly more power over him than it already had. 
but he had to tell Aziraphale. Aziraphale, who was never shy about admitting his feelings for Crowley, who told him he loved him nearly as often as they were together. It was starting to be a bit of an issue that Crowley could never manage to choke out the words himself. Aziraphale said it was fine, but Crowley knew it must grate on him, must make him question Crowley's intentions, his sincerity. And that absolutely could not be allowed. If Crowley's idiotic brain demanded that he only confess his undying love in the perfect circumstance, well then, he would just have to create the perfect circumstance. He had it all planned out. He was going to make dinner and bring flowers and light fucking candles and it would be fucking perfect. The only problem was Crowley knew there was no way he could make his dump of a home good enough for Aziraphale. Which meant it couldn't be a surprise, which wasn't necessarily bad, but it also meant that Crowley had to ask Aziraphale to let him do all of that. The blonde would have to be in on the plan, which ruined the romance a little bit, but Crowley couldn't just do nothing and let them carry on as they were. He had to tell him. So, one stunningly perfect Saturday in spring, Crowley decided it was time. Aziraphale's family had gone on yet another fucking boat trip for the weekend. Pretentious bastards. Aziraphale was once again excused, not exactly on the best of terms with most of his siblings. The days were starting to get longer, and the sun hadn't quite set by the time Crowley pulled up to Aziraphale's house, two grocery bags full of ingredients hanging off the handlebars of the bike. He'd spent the whole drive over trying not to think too much about what he was about to do, lest he start freaking out and try back out of it. For once it isn't about you, Crowley. This was for Aziraphale, and he wasn't going to chicken out because of his own shortcomings. He nervously fiddled with the shoddy, homemade bouquet he had put together as he waited on the doorstep, hoping Aziraphale wouldn't mind the darth of big, flashy flowers. He took a deep breath to steady himself, reached up to check his hair was staying where he'd put it, and knocked. Aziraphale opened the door almost immediately, warm smile already in place, dressed up just a bit more than usual, sporting a bright red bow tie that clashed rather terribly with his shirt. Crowley couldn't possibly have loved him more. He thrust the bouquet out between them, felt his face reddening as Aziraphale's eyes widened in delighted surprise. You got me flowers? Yeah, well, I was originally gonna buy you some, but I didn't realize they're so fucking expensive, so I just, um, used some of mine instead. Sorry it's so, uh, green. I don't have that many flowering plants at home. <clears throat> he coughed self-consciously. Oh, love, it's perfect. I absolutely adore it. Thank you. It wasn't the first time Aziraphale had called him that, love, but it still threw Crowley for a loop every time. Aziraphale reached up and cupped his palm over the nape of Crowley's neck, pulling him in for a sweet kiss. As he ushered Crowley inside, he noticed the grocery bags. Oh, did you buy dinner? What are we having? He tried to tuck a finger into one of the bags and pull it open enough for him to peek inside, but Crowley whisked the bag away. Nuh-uh, Angel, it's a surprise. Sort of. I mean, you'll have to help me make it, but whatever. Just wait until we get to the kitchen. 
He was so fucking nervous. Worse than he had been on their first real date, but he was absolutely determined to get this perfect, so Aziraphale would have to wait. Just a little. Once they had reached the kitchen, not the same one they had cooked the brownies in, but a smaller, more homey kind of kitchen, with a sort of small family dinner table for four set up inside, not that Aziraphale's family had ever been small enough to use it that way. Crowley dumped the bags out, scattering the ingredients he had purchased over the small wooden worktop next to the oven. Aziraphale leaned over his shoulder, humming appreciatively when he recognized the basic ingredients for homemade pizzas. Oh, yum! I got enough so we could each make one. I thought that would be... Uh... He didn't know what he thought it would be, but Aziraphale saved him from finishing the sentence with a tight hug from behind and an excited little shoulder wiggle. Perfect. Yeah, that sounds about right. They split the pre-made dough in half and rolled out their pizzas on the worktop. Crowley tried to spin the dough on his fist like he had seen actual pizza makers do and failed miserably, ended up with a stretched out loop of dough around his elbow, his hand having stretched the soft stuff to its limits and then broken through. But it made Aziraphale laugh, so he didn't care. Crowley had no idea what temperature pizzas were supposed to cook at, but he knew fancy places used really hot fire stoves, so he should probably set it as high as it would go. Broil was the furthest setting, so he set it there and hoped it was right. It wasn't. Crowley recklessly poured way too much tomato sauce on his pizza, claiming the more the merrier, and making Aziraphale laugh again. The blonde was more cautious with his own pizza, piled it high with mushrooms and peppers and each of the three types of cheese Crowley had brought along. Crowley stuck with the basics, loading his pizza up with enough cheese to match the huge quantity of sauce he had slathered onto the dough. They threw them into the oven and sat down at the table. Aziraphale had the brilliant idea to go look for some wine to go with their pizzas and Crowley tagged along. By the time they returned, a very nice bottle of red in the blonde's hands, it was immediately clear that something had gone very wrong. The entire kitchen smelled like burning food and Crowley rushed over to the oven, throwing open the door and letting a thick cloud of black smoke billow out into the room. Oh shit! Fucking fuck! Crowley's pizza, too heavy with sauce and cheese, had slumped through the grates of the oven rack and splashed onto the heating element at the bottom, immediately catching fire and curling into blackened crisps. Aziraphale's pizza looked surprisingly fine and Crowley took it out, making a face at the mess he'd made of the oven. Sorry, Angel, I... He was cut off by a hideously loud blare of sound, immediately and instinctively clapping his hands over his ears. The fucking smoke alarm. Perfect. Aziraphale grabbed two hand towels from underneath the sink and tossed one to Crowley, waving his own around like a madman, trying to get the smoke to dissipate enough to make the horrible noise stop. Crowley threw open the tiny window above the sink and joined Aziraphale in trying to encourage the smoke out of the room. By the time they managed to get the alarm to shut off, they were both out of breath and immediately slumped to the floor against the cabinets, laughing and exhausted from their efforts. You know, Crowley started on a sigh. I almost burned my house down when I was little. Just like this. Probably should have learned my lesson, huh? Aziraphale tilted his head to the side. I didn't know that. Yep, Crowley replied, popping the pea. 
I tried to make my mum a surprise birthday cake, but my dad didn't want to help me, so I had to do it myself. Was too young to get it right, and the fucking thing caught fire right there in the oven. I got into so much trouble for that one. <laughs> he laughed, but it came out wrong, and he wanted to kick himself. He looked to the side, caught that fucking pitying look on Aziraphale's face again, and he couldn't take it. He just couldn't. Not right now. He turned away. Don't look at me like that. Like what? Aziraphale sounded genuinely bewildered, and Crowley's hands tightened around the crumpled towel he still had clutched in his lap. You know like what? I don't. Like you, like you pity me. What? That's not... I don't pity you, Crowley. He sounded confused, forehead creased into a concerned frown. Why do you keep making that face at me then? What face? You know what face. He was angry now, angry that Aziraphale would claim innocence about something that upset him so much. I don't... I don't know what you're talking about, Crowley. Really, I don't. That face you make every time I do something stupid or... Or tell you stuff about my shitty childhood. Or before we were back together and I would ask you for something you weren't ready to give me. Aziraphale made the face and Crowley pointed at it. That fucking face. Crowley, this isn't... It's not pity, Crowley. Well, then what the fuck is it? I'm... I'm sad. You've had to suffer so much in life and it isn't fair. When we weren't together, I wanted to be with you more than anything, hated seeing you hurting because of me, and every time you offered I wanted to say yes, but I couldn't. I just... I wanted you to be happy. I wanted you to... to experience good things. I've never pitied you, Crowley. Well... Except maybe when you had the flu, but that was different. You were so out of it, and you kept having those nightmares. He shuddered at the memory. But I... oh. Crowley felt abruptly wrong-footed. Now his entire experience of the three months they were apart had been suddenly thrown into a different light and he had no idea how he was meant to deal with it. After a moment, Aziraphale realized that Crowley was a bit stuck in his own head, so he nudged him with an elbow and asked, So, you wanna try my pizza? See if it survived unscathed? He smiled, and Crowley smiled back automatically. Yeah, sure, Angel. He could think about this later, when he wasn't with Aziraphale, and could process the fact that the blonde had actually wanted him the entire time they'd been broken up. But would knowing that have changed anything, really? He wanted to think that it would have, but it probably would have just made everything worse. They relocated to the table, and Crowley waited for Aziraphale to cut himself a wide slice of his pizza and take a bite. Oh, um, it's good. Crowley laughed. You're a terrible liar, Aziraphale. All right, all right. He blushed, made a face. It is a bit smoky. Crowley laughed again, and Aziraphale joined in. Once they'd calmed, Crowley looked away, down towards the table, the smile sliding off his face. I'm sorry I ruined it. What do you mean, ruined it? Aziraphale seemed genuinely confused again. 
I wanted. I wanted to have this whole date so I could finally... Yes? Aziraphale prompted him, expression patient. So I could tell you I... I... Fuck, 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 come on, just... Do it, get it over with. It's just three fucking words. How hard can this possibly be, Crowley? Aziraphale was still watching him expectantly. So I could tell you I love you. He shouted, could only manage to get it out with a push. Aziraphale beamed at him. Oh, I... Me too, Crowley. You know that. I love you. He couldn't help repeating it, softer, a statement instead of a shout. I love you so much, I couldn't even fucking say it. So much that I can't bear it sometimes. His face was burning, but it was out now, and he was damned if he wasn't going to fully commit. It had been marinating in his chest for nearly a fucking year at this point, and right now Aziraphale was here, and he was his, and he just... he just loved him so goddamn much. Aziraphale smiled. I know that, Crowley. You aren't actually very subtle. Don't get me wrong, it's definitely nice to hear you say it, but I wasn't... I wasn't worried. I know you love me. I can... well, I can feel it. You might not have used the words, but you've told me you love me so many ways, Crowley. I never doubted you. He leaned forward across the table, reached a hand out to Crowley's chest, laid it over where his heart beat out a steady rhythm under that soft palm. I love you. I love you. I love you. I... but I never... I should have... Aziraphale's other hand grabbed Crowley's where it rested on the table between them, lifted it to his lips and pressed the softest of kisses to his knuckles. It's all right. You've said it now, haven't you? Yes, I... yes. I love you. And maybe Aziraphale understood... Maybe he could feel how Crowley's entire fucking being cried out for his, tried to stretch itself around whatever infinite chasm of space existed between their atoms. Maybe he felt it, too, that magnetic tug, like gravity, like they were the center of each other's universes. To be so known, it was a revelation. It was agony, mortifying, impossible, ecstatic. It was a lot. But then, what did you think this was all about? Crowley huffed a disbelieving laugh, gestured broadly to the kitchen, the house, the state. Well... Aziraphale started, and why did he suddenly look self-conscious? I thought this date was actually about, uh, well, I thought we might finally, um, try, you know, with, with you on top, you, I thought you might. Thought I might what? I thought you might fuck me, he said, and primly cleared his throat. <clears> throat> You did say you wanted to make it perfect for me, and this is pretty close to perfect, if you ask me. I didn't... I mean, that wasn't... but we can, definitely. He made a rude gesture. Aziraphale tutted, and Crowley laughed again, but quickly sobered. You sure about this, Angel? Cause I am, but... Crowley, I'm sure. He 
he started tugging Crowley out of the kitchen by his shirt front. And really, that was weird. He could have sworn Aziraphale's room was farther away than that. But he wasn't going to complain, not with Aziraphale moving with such purpose. Oh, he's thought about this. Aziraphale slammed the door to his room open with so much force that it bounced off the wall with an echoing bang. Crowley couldn't help but laugh at the eagerness, teasing the blonde with a soft smirk on his face. Impatient, are we? Aziraphale frowned at him without any heat. Don't make fun of me, Crowley. I've wanted you to have me for months. I don't want to wait any more than I absolutely have to. Crowley could immediately feel the flush gathering in his cheeks, ears suddenly hot. He, I, fair enough. Aziraphale leaned in for a kiss, and it wasn't at all what Crowley was expecting. It wasn't urgent and hard and messy, wasn't the kind of kiss that would shut him up completely. It was soft and so fucking tender, so full of I love you, I want you, that it made his throat tighten, made him curl his hands into fists in Aziraphale's jacket, heedless of the wrinkles he was creasing into the expensive fabric. He loves me. And now Crowley had admitted his own love for Aziraphale, could take comfort in the fact that they both knew now, had both made it as clear as it was possible to make something so complicated and messy as love. They were in this together, on their own side. And if it was just the two of them against the rest of the universe, Crowley was sure they'd figure something out. You know, Crowley mumbled between kisses, I was going to do the whole thing, candles and, I don't know, flowers and... You did bring flowers, Aziraphale reminded him. And I wouldn't want it any other way than this. He started pushing Crowley deeper into the room, manoeuvring them around the various pieces of furniture and pulling at his own clothes as they went. He'd managed to remove the bow tie and jacket and had his shirt halfway unbuttoned by the time they reached his bed. Just before the backs of his thighs met the edge of the mattress, Crowley grabbed Aziraphale by the shoulders and twisted them around, nudged the blonde backwards. He landed with a huff of laughter, hands still busy unbuttoning the rest of his shirt, quickly sliding down to his belt and undoing it. Crowley pulled back slightly, grabbed Aziraphale by the heels so he could peel off his socks, tugging at the hems of his trousers until the blonde lifted his hips and kicked his feet up to help get them off. Crowley tossed them blindly over his shoulder once they'd come free and pitched himself forward, his weight crushing another laugh out of Aziraphale. They kissed, Aziraphale's hands coming up to slide under the back of Crowley's shirt and tug it upwards, managed to ruck it up to his armpits before they were forced to pull apart long enough for Crowley to pull the shirt off over his head, mussing his hair terribly and not minding very much at all. He leaned back in to continue kissing, smoothing his palms up along the length of those exquisite, deliciously thick thighs, pulling them up around his hips and pressing in as close as he could get. They stayed like that for a bit, just kissing slowly, enjoying each other. It was familiar and perfect, and he just had to say it again, was mumbling before he could think to stop. I love you. He couldn't help it, and it was embarrassing, so he pulled back for a moment to grimace at himself, 
But when he looked back down, Aziraphale was just smiling at him, lips swollen and flushed brightly pink, eyes half-lidded and hair fluffed past even its usual dandelion volume. It made Crowley smile as well, because any joy Aziraphale felt may as well have been his own, as ridiculously empathetic as he was towards this beautiful boy he loved. He leaned in for another not-so-quick kiss, then pulled back to standing, dropping his chin down so he could see what his hands were doing as they grappled with the stupid stuck zipper of his jeans. Aziraphale watched him struggle for a moment and then set up to help, but he overestimated the distance and ended up smacking his forehead against the bridge of Crowley's nose hard enough to make his eyes water. They both rocked backwards, Crowley's hands abandoning the zipper and rushing up to clutch at his face. Ow! What? He drew one hand away, rolling his eyes when his fingers came back red and wet. Oh, great, he said sarcastically, trying unsuccessfully to stem the flow by wiping his nose on the side of his hand. Oh, no, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to... Aziraphale was flustered, palms open towards Crowley like he wanted to help but didn't know what to do. Crowley just flapped one hand at him to tell him to shut up, the other cupped under his nose to catch the slow trickle of blood. He tipped his head back a bit. Have you got a... He made another vague gesture with his free hand. Aziraphale lurched sideways towards the head of the bed and grabbed a handful of tissues from atop the stack of books that made up his bedside table. It wasn't all that much blood, but Aziraphale still immediately started fussing over him, pulling his hand away and replacing it with the wet of tissues, stopping the sluggish flow with the gentlest of pressure against the sore bridge of Crowley's nose. Oh, I'm so sorry, love. I just wasn't thinking. It's fine, Angel, really. It's not broken or anything. Don't worry. They stayed as they were for the four minutes it took for Crowley's nose to stop bleeding. Aziraphale clad only in his underwear and Crowley standing between his knees, jeans still half-zipped. Every minute or so, Aziraphale would offer up more apologies that Crowley brushed aside. Once the slow drip had completely halted, Crowley bit the inside of his cheek, turned slightly away and flicked his eyes up to meet Aziraphale's, darting them away immediately once he'd made contact. So, uh, did you still want to... He asked, ready to step back and reassemble himself if the mood was completely broken. Yes! There was not a hint of hesitation in Aziraphale's voice. They both leaned forward, carefully this time, and went back to kissing, sweet sipping kisses, slow like they had all the time in the world. Eventually, they tipped back to horizontal, Aziraphale happily trapping Crowley between his thighs, greedily grabbing at the back pockets of the jeans he still hadn't managed to get off. Did you want to... Crowley asked, muffled between kisses. Or did you want me to... Hmm? Aziraphale was thoroughly distracted and sounded it. You know, uh... Crowley reached a hand between them, pressed the pads of two fingers suggestively between Aziraphale's cheeks, over his underwear. Oh! He sounded breathless already, clutching at Crowley's shoulders, lifting his chest as though desperate to crush them closer together, despite the fact that they were already pressed together from chest to hips, not a breath of space separating them. You can... That is, I'd like it if you would. He cut himself off with a kiss, wiggling down against Crowley's fingers in a rather emphatic way. Okay, yeah, okay, we are. Uh... 
We can, yeah. He leaned back, reluctantly pulled his hand away to tug off his unruly jeans, fumbling uselessly as Aziraphale whined at the loss of Crowley's fingers and body against him. He stripped himself and then helped Aziraphale out of his boxes. There was some awkward shifting as they both tried to figure out the best way to do this, ended up settling themselves with Aziraphale's head up on the pillows and Crowley kneeling close between his thighs, a mirror of the first time they'd done this, though now their positions were reversed. Crowley dug through the tiny chest of drawers Aziraphale kept his lube in, slicked up his fingers and situated himself between Aziraphale's knees. He reached out a cautious, slow hand and began to rub softly over Aziraphale's hole. Have you ever... I mean, obviously not uh, with someone, but maybe you... Aziraphale blushed, bit his lip. Just, um, just one finger and only a few times. Crowley could feel his face flood with heat, licked his lips automatically, had to shake his head a bit to clear it of the consuming mental image of Aziraphale on this very bed, reaching cautiously behind himself to explore this so forbidden act. He felt his cock twitch at the thought. He pressed cautiously into Aziraphale, sliding just a single finger into the first knuckle, pausing and looking up at Aziraphale's face, checking for discomfort. He pushed his finger in deeper, rapped as the blonde's jaw dropped around a moan, and he threw his head back against the mount of pillows. This okay? It's... How is it so... Oh different from when I tried it. Crowley wanted to pass out, could feel all the blood in his body rush between his legs. He thrust his finger in and out a few times, just testing, getting Aziraphale used to the feeling before carefully introducing a second. Aziraphale made such a noise at the addition that Crowley had to harshly grip the base of his own dick with his free hand to keep himself from coming immediately. How is it? Crowley asked, barely kept his voice from shaking. Aziraphale made a face, shifted his shoulders a bit against the sheets. It's weird. Good weird or bad weird? Do you want me to stop? He started to pull out his fingers, not waiting for a response. No, wait! Aziraphale grabbed his wrist, stilled his hand and looked at him very seriously. It's just weird, not good weird or bad weird yet, but I don't want you to stop. Crowley swallowed. Okay, Angel. Sure. Slow? The blonde nodded, released Crowley's wrist and lay back down, arms at his sides. After a moment, he seemed to reconsider and reached for the hand Crowley didn't currently have buried knuckle-deep inside him and linked their fingers together, squeezing it as though to comfort them both. Crowley smiled up at him. I love you. He'd never get used to saying it, even if he said it every day for the rest of his life. And he would, he'd say it until the words wore right out, until they weren't enough to support the weight of his feelings. And then he'd come up with something else, because he would never be able to stop telling Aziraphale how he felt about him, and he knew that now. Knew it was the reason he'd struggled so much to admit his feelings in the first place. Saying them out loud made them real, made them inescapable, and Crowley had been worried they'd crush him with how much he fucking meant them. But now that he'd done it, he felt lighter, like he'd thrown out a tether and Aziraphale had caught it. 
like he'd expected to fall and found himself, well, flying instead. He wished there were stronger words than I love you, knew there were a million ways to say it, but he wanted the right way, the perfect way. Something that could never be misconstrued, never be taken from him, from them. Fuck. Aziraphale smiled back at him, made a go-ahead sort of motion, and Crowley refocused his attention between the blonde's legs. He kept his movements slow and careful, sweeping his fingers without the tight grip of Aziraphale's body, searching for his prostate, that elusive bundle of nerves that would hopefully assure the blonde that this was definitely good weird. Aziraphale didn't seem all that uncomfortable anymore, though, was in fact helplessly tilting his hips to fuck himself down onto Crowley's fingers. Crowley knew when he'd found it, Aziraphale's entire body pulling tight, hand coming up to clutch at Crowley's forearm, a bright, breathless, oh, escaping him. His other hand released its grip around Crowley's fingers, flew up to clutch at the pillow next to his head. Oh, that's... He started thrusting against Crowley's hand more urgently, short, sharp rolls that made Crowley groan aloud as though he was the one whose prostate was receiving such careful, relentless attention. That's... Aziraphale's sentence trailed off into a long, hitching moan, punctuated with each thrust of his hips. More! I want... Oh, yes! Just there! He sounded almost bossy, and Crowley had never been more aroused, wanted nothing so badly as he wanted Aziraphale to keep doing that. He leaned down over the blonde's constantly shifting hips, carefully sucked just the crown of his stick into his mouth, tongued at it teasingly, the way he knew made Aziraphale grab at his hair and shout with pleasure. He was not disappointed. He kept his mouth over Aziraphale, carefully started edging in a third finger, Aziraphale panting and begging for it all the while. Once he'd sunk all three in as far as they could go, he released Aziraphale's stick from his mouth, watched the spit-slick length of its way upwards towards his belly. He slowed his hand, fucking Aziraphale as deep and hard as he could with just his fingers, pressing fleeting kisses over any part of him he could reach, mumbling his adoration into the soft expanse of skin spread out beneath him. Aziraphale had both hands fisted in the sheets, was begging Crowley to fucking get on with it. I'm ready, I'm ready. Oh, please, Crowley, just please. Crowley twisted his fingers cruelly. Aziraphale's loud exhalation stoking the bright flame of desire that had ignited in his guts. How did you want to... He had to ask, though he had no idea if Aziraphale would actually be able to offer him any coherent answer. I don't care, I don't care, just get in me already. So, no, not capable of coherency. That was fine. Crowley was honestly a bit proud of himself for reducing Aziraphale to this puddle of desire and with just his fingers. Oh, I love you. He muffled himself against Aziraphale's knee with minimal success, but the blonde didn't seem to mind his constant confessions, each one punching a whine out of him and accelerating the rhythm his hips had set. Crowley pulled away from his knee with a tiny kiss, stilled his fingers for a moment. It might be easier if you... He made a turn-over motion with his free hand. No, no, I want to see you. Oh, fuck. How was he possibly meant to hold all this, 
This fucking feeling! Surely his body couldn't possibly contain it all. Maybe if we... You can ride me? That way you can control the pace, or... But Aziraphale was already sitting up, shoving at Crowley to get him to swap places. Aziraphale was flushed clear down to his chest by the time he managed to lower himself over Crowley, sinking down oh so slowly, biting his lip, and Crowley nearly had an out-of-body experience, just looking at Aziraphale, taking in all of him. The flush inching across his body, the fleshy double roll of his stomach, the soft bend of his knees, his milk-pale thighs bent open, the pink curve of his cock swaying forward, ruddy and thick. Suddenly Crowley found himself wishing he could fold himself in half enough to kiss it, nearly started curling forward to at least try when Aziraphale shifted, pushed his hips forward and then back, testing out the new sensation. <gasps> Crowley tried to speak, only managed to create some terrible rasping sound in his throat. He swallowed, tried again, hands coming up to hold Aziraphale still so he could fucking think for a goddamn second. How's it feel? He managed to rasp out. Um, it's... The blonde dropped his chin to his chest, puffed out his cheeks and exhaled forcefully. It's a lot. I'm so... so full. Crowley couldn't control the hitch of his hips upon hearing that, couldn't help fucking up into the incredible, terrible, perfect goddamn angel sitting on his cock. Did you want to? Crowley started trying to use his grip on the blonde's hips to pull him up, off, but Aziraphale just grabbed his wrists, stilled them, and pinned Crowley with a blazing look. No! he growled emphatically. Slowly, Aziraphale started moving with more purpose, still experimentally at first, just a little bit in and out, and as his confidence built, he dropped himself back down harder and harder with each thrust. Jesus, oh fuck, I love you. Again, and now it was absolutely mortifying how much he was saying it, like once he'd started, the dam had been opened and he just couldn't stop the immense outpouring of his love. He just felt it so much, and Aziraphale must know, he just had to, but still... Sorry, I keep... I just... I can't stop saying it... I waited so long to tell you, Angel. You've no idea. I've loved you since you shook my fucking hand at community service. And I never stopped. You have to know, I... Aziraphale leaned down and caught him in a tiny kiss, the change of angle too distracting for more than a shut up, I understand you, you idiot, kind of kiss. You don't... You don't have to stop, it's... I like hearing you say it. It's so... Oh, it's good. Angel, I... Aziraphale, fuck. I'm so fucking in love with you. It's terrible. I love you more than anything. More than the fucking stars. More than my life. I've never loved anything the way I love you. I know, Crowley. I know. I know. I love you too. I do. He pressed their foreheads together, taking a moment to adjust, before slowly rolling his hips back, quickly picking up speed, their foreheads parting as he began to move with vigor, trying to keep eye contact despite the aroused, half-lidded state of his eyelids, mouth slack with pleasure, brow furrowed in concentration as he fucked himself back onto Crowley's cock.
And Crowley was really glad no one was home because Aziraphale had started making some very excellent sounds and he was not being quiet about it at all. It was so impossibly good, he never wanted it to end. But the pitch of Aziraphale's voice was rising and he could feel the swelling tide of orgasm in his own gut. He was determined to make Aziraphale come first, but the blonde currently had complete control over their pace and Crowley was going to lose his mind if he kept going the way he'd settled into. He tightened his grip on Aziraphale's hips, trying to slow him enough to get his attention. The blonde whined at the resistance, couldn't seem to still himself completely, still grinding himself down against Crowley like he could possibly get him in deeper. Aziraphale, can we? I want to. He pushed at one side of Aziraphale's hips, trying to communicate that he wanted them to roll over, too breathless and overwhelmed to explain himself more than that. What? No! Aziraphale whined, fighting Crowley's hands in order to keep fucking him, clearly thinking Crowley just wanted to get him off completely, which was definitely not correct. I don't mean stop, Angel, fuck no. I just want to swap. You've been doing all the work, let me... He flexed his hips up into Aziraphale in explanation, was gratified when the blonde relaxed and started to lift himself off and tip sideways, making a face at the feeling of Crowley's cock slipping wetly out of him. Crowley followed as quickly as he could, gently urging Aziraphale onto his back and then yanking the blonde into his lap, guiding himself back in and closing his eyes when Aziraphale sighed in appreciation. Fuck, it was so good. Crowley decided he'd had enough of Aziraphale's short, rolling thrusts and started fucking him hard, pulling nearly all the way back out before shoving inside, over and over, listening to the catch in Aziraphale's breath with each smack of their flesh together and trying not to come too quickly. Aziraphale was getting close, Crowley could see it, face screwed up tight and making breathless, high-pitched noises that he didn't seem to be completely in control of. Crowley reached one hand across the blonde's waist, fisting his cock hard and fast and letting himself fuck into Aziraphale as hard as he could manage. The blonde had one hand gripping the sheets next to his head, tight enough that Crowley was worried he might actually tear the fabric, but he was wailing, so clearly lost to the sensation, and Crowley didn't want to make him stop feeling it for even a second. His other hand reached down for a weak grip of Crowley's ass, pulling him in like he still wanted more, and it was so much Way too much, but Crowley was determined not to come yet because this was about Aziraphale and he could see that the blonde was so close. And seeing Aziraphale come like that, oh, it was worth it. It was fucking transcendent. It moved through him in such defined, rolling waves that Crowley nearly didn't recognize it for what it was until Aziraphale's entire body pulled tight and he pushed his head back until he was a straight line from chest to chin, making a sound like he was dying, long and low and loud. It was enough to make Crowley flex his hips forward just a bit harder, anything to draw that sound out for as long as possible. Once the last shivers of orgasm had run through him, Aziraphale went boneless, cheeks flushed bright red, a few curls sticking to his damp forehead. 
Crowley went to pull out, mindful of oversensitivity, but Aziraphale resisted with the hand still hooked around his hip, smiled drunkenly up at him. Don't, I want you to, just come inside. Which was honestly just unfair, and Crowley couldn't stop himself from coming immediately, toes curling as he fucked as far as he could into the blonde, letting himself moan as loud as he wanted to, and while he curled himself over Aziraphale, panting and grinding his hips through the last of it, he realized the bastard was fucking purring, still had a grip on Crowley's ass and was encouraging him forward. Crowley slumped over Aziraphale when he'd wrung the last shiver of sensation from both of them, Aziraphale's cum-striped belly sticking against his skin rather unpleasantly, but his whole body was tingling and he needed at least a week to recover from that. Aziraphale didn't seem to mind Crowley's weight over him, was kissing any part of Crowley's face and neck that he could reach. Eventually, Crowley softened, felt himself slip out of Aziraphale, and took that as his cue to roll off. He flopped over to his back and blew a breath out at the ceiling, still reeling. Well, that was... Why didn't we do that sooner? Crowley laughed, tucking Aziraphale up under his arm. He let himself nose into the fluffy blonde curls, closed his eyes and breathed deeply. I love you, he murmured, felt Aziraphale's fingers trace a heart over his chest, smiled to himself. Maybe it really would all work out. Maybe they got to have this. And the thing was, for once... He wasn't worried about it. It felt right, felt safe, felt real. And that was good enough for him. 